And they kind of looked at me and they said the answer was, was alcohol. Tom Caulfield, James Whistle. This is the story of The Tempest 2. So ladies and gentlemen, The Tempest 2. Hello there. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get straight into it. Yeah. So, what's happened? So, on the, on the last episode, we were uh, preempting the arrival of the baby, and the arrival has arrived. <laughs> the arrival has arrived. She arrived um, seven days ago, eight days ago. But yeah, so that was a reason for um for no pod last week. And lazy bastard. Yes. <laughs> I mean, for anyone, for those of you who've had babies before, you'll know it's just a survival. The first five days, I reckon. I mean everyone everyone's different. I'm still surviving. So I'm just on here as a shell. <laughs> There's not a lot. I'm literally propped up on caffeine and sugar. <clears throat> Um, hang on, hang on. You you just told me what you had for lunch. It's uh, what day is it? It's Monday. It's, Monday. Uh, Popped out for a cone of fish and chips. Yes. I mean, it was a it was a it's the biggest outing so far as a family. I mean, anything goes at this point, isn't it? Right. Oh, totally. And I'm secretly loving that as well. Just 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 eating whatever whenever. Yeah. And people just bringing over cakes and chocolates, and you're just going, yeah, get it in there, get it in the hatch. Throw it down there. The first three days, it was like, oh, I'm up, you know, I'm up at one and two, three, four, five in the morning. And I'll just be reaching over and having a half an Easter egg at 4 a.m. You're just going, whatever. I'm just watching my laptop, just eating Easter eggs at three o'clock in the morning. No beer, none of that. Just for no reason other than just had a baby. It's fantastic. I'm a dad now, so I'm going to put some comfortable shoes on. Yeah, uh, and I'm gonna let myself go. Yeah, I'm gonna, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna fucking lean into it. That's for sure. But I totally get it. I feel like, I feel like you need it. Everything's about convenience. Early doors. Do you know what I mean? It's not like, oh yeah, I'll just prep this food or I'll make this smoothie, and everything's like, I just want to do the easiest thing possible. Yeah, because I'm shocked to bits upstairs. It's an emotional roller coaster. Uh, so. If you put a pack of biscuits in front of me, at the best of times, I'd maybe have three. Whereas now I'm just having the whole pack. So there we go. I've actually lost weight. So that that says more. Have you? More than anything. Yeah, I think just pure hours (laughs) in the day, you're awake. Hiding in the can for four hours a day. Yeah. It's worry weight, that is, guys. (laughs) So falling off me. Everyone's worried about me. Let's rewind a week ago. So I text you on... Was it Saturday night I texted you or Sunday night? I can't remember. Uh, um, Saturday, yeah. To text you Saturday night, half ten at night, being like, come on, what's going on? Like, <laughs> when's it happening? You're like, mate, nothing yet. Woke up the next day, uh, and you're like, it's happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's happened. It's like, whoa, holy shit. I'm exactly. having a coffee in bed, and you've got a baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was literally like, me replying being like absolutely nothing i think was my text back um set off sent off some signals and it literally went from near enough about half an hour an hour after that 
to 10.30 the following morning, her arrival. So um, she got it escalated fast. Well, congratulations. A real whirlwind. Thank you. Fantastic news. And you know we were saying in the last episode that people had said to you, oh, you rode the Atlantic, you've done the two hours on, two hours You're an adventurer. You're resilient. You're built for this. Yeah. What is now that you're a week in? What is the okay? What is the comparison between week one on the Atlantic and week one with Florrie May Whittle? So, oh, that's that's a hell of a question. Um, there are some similarities and differences. I will say that, firstly, it's not as hard as the Atlantic. otherwise our keynote becomes devalued immediately yeah no that that's a fact and probably obvious but that is a fact because when you are awake you are you might be making lunch or you know carrying her down whatever you're there an ice cream van outside there is uh give give me five minutes i'll be back (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna shut the window don't miss a chance for mr whippy you can tell the sun's come out a lot the first time yeah, six months here. Ice cream man's like, I've got some catching up to do. I'm scared. <laughs> Ice cream men rejoice. <laughs> um, yeah, so obviously there's not the mass physical exertion. I'd probably say emotionally it's more challenging mm-hmm. just because there's more more moving parts than just waking up and rowing. And just worry, right? You're just and, yeah, exactly. Worry. exactly. And the thing as well is you start the first week with like the most intense part so it's not yeah. like it, it builds as it's like you've got obviously you're thinking about it the whole time beforehand but then the the labor whatever the delivery is 12 hours then we were in the ward for 24 hours that part's all pretty intense obviously everything's new you've just got this little thing that you're now responsible for so it starts like that and obviously our labor started at midnight so that was the first sleepless night completely the following night, we're in the labour ward. You're probably getting two or three hours with everything that's going on. And also, the baby just doesn't care for you whatsoever. So you're not sleeping. You, slept, you sent me a picture. It looked like it looked like night two on LCAP. Yeah, I, I embraced the adventurer. I was, I'm not an idiot. I'm not going to sit on one of the shittest chairs in the world overnight and try and sleep. You will also remember if you listened recently that my back has been in absolute tatters. So it actually wasn't even an option for me to sit on a chair um, overnight. So I thought, you know, I've got the kit. I've got the sleeping bag. Um, Let's make it happen. So I did. I drove home at about 10 p.m. And I collected the sleep mat and bag. And I slept under Elle's hospital bed for that first night. which was an, an absolute power play. They didn't know I was there. The midwives didn't know I was there. Um, and in the morning, hey, they, yeah. they were talking, they were talking, talk- yeah, basically, they were talking about um, Florrie, saying, oh, she's got dark hair. Is your, uh, is your partner from somewhere exotic and stuff? And I'm not like, lying under the bed like a fucking homeless man. Uh, and then she went away for 10 seconds, came back, and I was there. She was like, where the hell have you come from? So I've slept under there the whole night. She was like, I've literally never seen that. So I've never seen that. That's genius. Have you got a, she's like, have you got a camp mat down? I was like, yeah. 
She's like, that's so fucking amazing. So that was the play. I mean, again, you, you're not care about Siva. You can't, you can't moan. You, as a bloke, you definitely can't moan. Um, you can. You can. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Secretly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can. You can moan just on a yeah. podcast to millions of people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, the public forum. <laughs> but um, so yeah, the, the similarities though are. It is incredibly similar, like the sleep pattern. And the thing that like you will appreciate or people that have done like big and maybe like endurance things or 24 hour things or whatever is like you forget that a day is is 24 hours when you like sleep from, you know, 11 until six or whatever, or you get a seven, eight hours sleep. It's kind of like lost time. Whereas when we were doing the Atlantic or, or like this last week, and you see like every hour of the day, you're like, fuck, a day is actually really long. Yeah. And it's, I actually quite like it. It's mental, like being up and keep on waking up for 10 minutes here or an hour and a half there or whatever. But it's almost like we kind of had to tell ourselves that on the road. It's like you, you get, you know, more chances to wake up. The day feels longer. And it, it was super similar in, in that aspect, that aspect. Whereas Elle hated that part of it. Ah, uh, really? It's just being like, you know, how is it still? four o'clock and i feel like this day already is four hours have lasted for ages but you kind of have to see the whole day as like a 24 hour picture rather than like day and night and then if it might be 3 p.m and you'll be like right now i actually need to get some sleep now rather than you know you're up all night or up and down all night and then feel like you have to stay awake all day it's kind of like you have to just see it all as a 24 hour picture and try and get six seven hours sleep over those 24 hours rather than just try and sleep at night time and then survive the day that's what i think anyway it's almost like ed Myler, who has uh what three days three days in the morning <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's exactly the same yeah exactly it's like so i've actually got two mornings then i've got a brunch <laughs> then i've got a lunch yeah exactly when you're having an easter egg at 4am it just makes Isn't it better. weird that we actually sleep like 30 percent of our lives i know it's pretty shit isn't it really it's mental it's absolutely mental. So I've, I think, yeah, it, it, it's the same, like, like I was saying, and the it just compounds. So like, it's not it's not like I've had a shit night's sleep tonight, you know, the next day, I'll just go to bed early. I'll like try and get more. It's like, you know, another one and another one. Um, but we're, it's the eighth day today. Well, yeah. And you kind of, you're not used to it, but you're at least used to that being the case. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, you just, just don't take it for granted, basically. And sleep when you can, whereas for the first few days, you'd be like, all right, she's asleep. I'd have to try and sleep now. And I couldn't. Yeah. You know, and you're like, you've got to fucking sleep. <laughs> you've got to take this 30-minute window. And I couldn't. Whereas now, it's like, I can just switch off a bit quicker. I guess you learn that, maybe. What's the thing that has, like, surprised you the most? Because, obviously, you go through all those courses and the sessions, and this yeah. will, happen, will happen, this will happen. You kind of have a preconception from what you know. What's the thing that's like surprised you more than anything? Um, good question. I think there's a, a couple of things. Firstly, is like one. They it's it's simple, really. It's there's only a few things that it, it could possibly that you you need to do. You know, they don't care that you've got a really nice next to me crib or this white noise machine. You know, all that bollocks that you buy and everyone recommends and everyone's selling stuff to you. Like, it's like, 
basic thing it's still fucking very primitive isn't it it's just they don't need any of that stuff they either need food like yeah food basically sleep or like cleanliness they're like nappy changing it's usually one of those things and like contact with someone because uh, obviously she's used to just being with Elle the whole time that's it and so usually it's like trial and error it's like all right wasn't that wasn't that okay cool it's that and she's cool again um like that that's pretty cool and then the other thing is like every it the whole thing just feels random or like spontaneous there's no like rhyme or reason to things it's not like right you slept for two hours now you've been up for two hours you know maybe we see see a sort of a pattern there's just none of that yeah it it just everything's is completely different every like day is different um (laughs) but i guess like kind of part of it as well but yeah, it's the, the main thing is just how like overwhelmingly simple it is. That said, I have spent a fortune on Amazon already. Really? Yeah, because you're just like, oh shit, you know, this has happened. Uh, yeah, cool, I'll buy that. And everything's there the next day. Say from fucking sleep suits to nappy bins to literally everything. It's like, well, that's the other learning is they will shit. Oh yes, <laughs> that they will. <laughs> I mean, again, again, maybe obvious to most, but my, I, I mean, that's I'm basically the CNO. I'm the chief nappy officer, and <laughs> I take that role very seriously. Um, and it's, I didn't think it was going to be a full time role. So when I signed up for it, I thought here and there, but it's uh, working remotely. Yeah. You're, in, you're in the office nine to five, strapped in. It's like, did you hear that? It's like, oh, I heard it, but she's going to have to sit in that for four hours because uh, I'm actually recording a podcast up here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mental, mental. But I mean, also, I think the other thing is very definitely worth mentioning is everyone that you speak to beforehand just gives you like how shit it is, basically. Mm. How tired you're going to be, how like shattered you'll be, how like mental labour is. Like the crying, all that sort of stuff. Like maybe heard one person say, you know, it it was positive. And like overwhelmingly, it's a fucking very positive thing. It's a great experience. And that's like the main thing is that's actually way more positive than you think. When you go into it, like at this, when we just just had her like in our arms the first time, you're just like, this is just the beginning. You know, it's about to get carnage. But it's it's not like that at all. I mean, the Todd, everything is mental, but it's nowhere near as like shit as people make out. I, yeah. I think. I, I remember speaking to a friend of mine who had a baby a couple of years ago. And I was like, "How's it going?" And he was like, "Yeah, like it's it's great. Like yeah, tough, of course, but you're just tired. It's not really tough." Yeah, exactly. Tired. You're not. You're not starving. You're not in a fucking war-stricken country. Exactly. You just exactly. got a baby and it cries and you're tired. Yeah, and exactly. that's an absolute given, isn't it? Yeah, and it's like I don't know why everyone fuck. Like, just get on with it. It's great. It's amazing. Super lucky. I'm loving it. It's like, yeah, fair enough. That's probably a pretty good attitude to have, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. It's like if you just said you're tired every time, like, yeah, I, I just think that's standard. It's like when you do anything new or like challenging. Mm. It's like, yeah, you're gonna be, you're gonna be fucking tired, but you can still function, yeah. like pretty fucking well. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that, that, there is that as well. But yeah, it's great. It's fucking great. Brilliant. 
So we'll see. I mean, we'll see. It might change. <laughs> so I spoke too soon. It's mad. Next week, it's like, oh, I'm really struggling. <laughs> I'm actually on the edge. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, All good. All good. We also had another delivery in the last week, and that is Tesla. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Got them. Amazing. Absolutely perfect. They are wonderful vehicles, aren't they? Yes. Really, yes. really nice. Highly recommend it. Yeah. They're just, um, I just smart is the word I'd use. Intuitive, smart, convenient. Yeah. And quick. Yeah. Just fucking fantastic. I won't go into all the details, but we'll do that next week. <laughs> yeah, I think from the change for me from a transporter camper van, two and a half litre diesel, uh, you know, that's 220 quid at the pump. <laughs> um, it's, yeah, it's, it's fucking, and obviously like driving, is, it's absolutely night and day. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Got a little charge point in the front of the house. £5.50 basically to charge it up fully. And it's just little things. You get in there, your Spotify's already playing. You, you're already welcomed in there with whatever podcast you, you, you know, you drop this one mainly. <laughs> I'm already talking to myself when I sit inside. Your steering wheel's warmed up. It's yeah. climate controlled. Exactly. It's just, it's just fantastic. So the auto steer is, actually it's quite scary still. <laughs> I haven't done that yet after you said that it almost killed you. Yeah, it's uh, so I, I had a little read about it because when, you, when you're on paternity leave, right, and and you got a new baby, you basically Google everything. Mm. Even if it's not to do with that, you Google everything. Just you really lean on lean on it. I haven't actually hit the um, the AI bots off the things yet. Okay. Not sure what I'd end up doing if that was the case. But Tesla... What they've done is they've removed a lot of the radars from the cars and they're relying more on the cameras, right. which is across the board causing freak outs apparently on the, uh, on the auto steer and the auto drive. So like when there's like rain on them and that sort of stuff, um, the cameras are less effective than radar, but apparently in a year or 18 months with the updates, it's going to be way better. Interesting. But God, yeah, I was just driving home from my uh, mum and dad's last week. And uh, I was just testing it out, and there's like a little bit of road furniture, like a bollard, where like people can cross, where it like widens slightly and then comes back around. It just decided I was going 50 to slam the brakes on, and after the bollard, just swerved me into the right lane. Fucking <laughs> hell! Whoa, that's what's like. Yeah, I mean, I haven't, I haven't used it since, but that shuts me up enough to. <laughs> other, other than that, lovely bits of no, kit. Apart from the occasional near-death experience. Yeah, exactly. One All week. it needed was a software update. Yeah. yeah. Fucking hell. Fantastic. Um, Fantastic. All right. So, adventure mindset segment. Other than, I think, L would get it. She's got I was about to say myself, but yeah, no, other than L. Yeah, no. I was going to go, other than me camping under the bed. Apart you know, from that, apart from all the mothers out there. Um, yeah. Right, who have we got on the adventure mindset segment this week? So this is this is actually from before last week, um, and I was reading a good article, great article, New York Times. If you've ever heard of it, okay, there you go, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, of a young Australian man, twenty-three-year-old Sparky mate. I can never um, remember that fucking Neddy boy. Um, is this mullet wearing 
skinny little blonde Ned Brockman, who is a turbo runner. Um, the story has it, I mean, the story is that he basically was the fastest man to run across Australia. Uh, raised, he's raised $3 million for homeless charities. But he is just, if you can picture, like the most Australian man that you can have in your head right now, it's probably that. He's a bogus. He's, yeah, 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 totally, totally. It wouldn't, you know, he's chopping beers like after running 45 miles in a day. You know, it just lives on this level that, I don't know, you have to you have to be that lifestyle, I think. What, and he, he looks like an Aussie, like, football player, doesn't he? He's, what, what is it with the mullet down there? I don't know. Is it, like, ironic? I hope so. They fucking love it, don't they? I, I hope so. Yeah, them and Exeter rugby players. Yeah, yeah. It's just weird. Just corny. Get the mullet. Looks, it looks bad, by the way, guys. Looks so shit. <laughs> just so you know. Yeah, and just so you know. Loads of young people have mullets now. Yeah. I think Gen Z's whole thing, isn't it? It's like, let's see how shit we can look. Yeah, but let's all do it. Let's yeah. try and stand out collectively. Yeah, yeah. It's like just kind of. Yeah, fuck the man. Fuck capitalism. Like, Check the mullet. I'm fucking yeah. guess. work at J, uh, JP Morgan. Yeah, it's just like those Salomon shoes cost 180 quid. Yeah. <laughs> and they've never seen off-road. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, bizarre. The mullet thing. New Zealand as well, but their mullets are weird because they're like, they're like, shh. I don't know. It's like the same length all the way I know. down to yeah, the back yeah. of the neck. Yeah. I, I will say, I will say, I think this guy, this Ned, pulls off. Neddy boy, has, has pulled it off. But it is his brand. Yeah. Let me I mean, he's got like his little avatar thing where he's got like a long mullet and sunglasses. Like, I think if you run across Australia in the world record pace, you can have that lid. Yeah, for sure. Ned Brockman. I mean, um, so, so fair play to him. But like, as the story is, he had never ran before COVID. So he only started running with lockdown you know like a lot of people did got stuck into strava and started running but it's kind of cool that then two and a half years after lockdown started he essentially became this ultra ultra endurance athlete which is absolutely mental and raised an absolute shit ton for, how long uh, did it take him um good question 47 days running every day yeah, two thousand five hundred miles as well. So that's let's let's do some quick maths. Yeah, that's on on average fifty four miles a day. That's insane. Oh fuck. So yeah, yeah. Wow. Hit nearly two marathons every single day. Double marathon every day. Forty seven days. Bloody hell. But I remember seeing the video. Actually, I didn't realize what it was at the time, but it 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 did get like massive pickup when he arrived he finished in bondi right um, and there were like tens of thousands of people out there massive piss up obviously um yeah just insane absolutely insane but fair play to the guy good keynote now isn't he i think that's what he does now yeah <laughs> don't blame him it's the best business plan in the world do something fucking mental for 47 days and then go and speak at companies for the rest of your life and I think that the thing with him as well is he's like, he is just a funny fucker. He's mm -hmm. like a funny guy. Yeah, you know, he doesn't need to be like 
doesn't need to pretend to talk about different things. He's just like, I've done that. That's pretty fucking legit. Yeah. And I'm a mad bastard. So <laughs> just look at my mullet. <laughs> I won't be wearing a suit at the JP Morgan. Yeah. Look, look how mad I am. <laughs> look at the state of this lid. Did you see, speaking of mad bastards running a long way, did you see that um, supposedly Diplo ran the, was it Boston? Boston Marathon on LSD? Fucking hell, no, I did. Uh, oh, no, I think, you, yeah, you sent me that, didn't you? He ran it in like sub four um, whilst on acid. Yeah, yeah, LA Marathon it was. LA, there you go. What the hell? What amazing experience that must have been. Yeah, I mean, do you reckon that'd still be? Do you reckon that'd be good? I don't know. I, I've no. I, I've never done acid. No, me neither. It's one of those drugs that, not that I'm into taking loads of other drugs, but um, it's one of those drugs that the you hear the stories. It's like it's like um, iron asthma. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. yeah. Where you hear about people doing it, and they're like, you know, it changed my life mm. now you know i went from being a corporate banker to now i live in a tree canopy and it's like <laughs> right um i don't want that to happen yeah. <laughs> i don't want to change in fact we know we don't really know i think we met him a couple of times you know the guys from red bull like ben and Bogren, mm. they had a friend called uh i won't say his name um <laughs> he he uh, they i think i looked remotely like him um so they're like oh you look like so and so but he worked at like audi or some big company in the marketing department right and went and did something like you know one of these mind-altering drugs uh and now he lives on a commune in portugal and it's, Shit, yeah it's okay like, it's like a shaman fucking all right <laughs> <laughs> all right nice work bro fuck you audi I mean, I can't help but think he must have abused whatever drug that was. That's the thing. I think, like, you, you can just have one experience where it's like, wow, I've found out the meaning of life, and that is living on a commune in Portugal, wearing a poncho, and never shaving again. Maybe that is his calling. Maybe. Or maybe it's not, and the drug just... Hey, taxis when you do that. Taxis? <laughs> taxis. Oh, do you pay... No. <laughs> no, you don't. I don't think they work. It's just a commune, isn't it? So, so do they take taxis, then? I wouldn't have, maybe. Who's <laughs> propping them up is what I'm saying. They grow and eat and sell and grow and fuck knows. Shag a lot probably yeah, as well. Definitely shag a lot. Sounds decent. <laughs> <laughs> so I won't knock it. I won't knock it. <laughs> that sounds like a simple existence. It's like we were just saying it. It's like, hang on a minute. <laughs> Where can I get said drug? <laughs> they, they figured it out. Unfortunately, I'm a, I'm a sucker for the just... You know, for the American dream, ultimately. <laughs> for, the, for the capitalist dream. Yeah, I'm chasing the dollar. Yeah, so I will spend everything I earn on stuff I don't need, don't you worry. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll have a bloody good time doing I it. I won't well. be ashamed. I won't be ashamed. Yeah, exactly. God, I need a new phone. <laughs> <laughs> this piece of tap. What's this? Yeah. IPhone, iPhone 11 I've got here. Pathetic. Yeah, that is sad, actually. Yeah. Oh, oh. Tesla would text me, what they say. <laughs> Got out, but these are my new mates. Yeah, so Tesla would text me, it's like, oh, card bounced. That's embarrassing. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Right, whilst you read that Tesla message. Anyway, anyway, let's move on. 
Let's move on to reminiscent. Yes, yeah, you you come in hot with this one because I've done nothing but sit in my pants all week. So so have I actually. <laughs> I haven't even opened my computer. I've been on supporters paternity leave. Um, so this popped up on my phone again. This was a good one. This had me lolling for a, for a good couple of minutes. Yeah, uh, and it was a picture of. So it was, I think, second week on the Atlantic. We were away. We were rowing. We were fucking. We were struggling. So two weeks in to the Atlantic row, and we we're like, okay, this is really, really hard. We weren't moving very fast. <laughs> uh, we were just in general bodies were in pain. How can we hack rowing the Atlantic and try and make it easier for ourselves? Mm-hmm. So we we're like, you know, how does a boat work? A boat usually puts sails up. The wind picks up the sails, and it was super windy at that time. We were rowing, and it wasn't really making a difference. So we had this genius idea of getting the mattress out of the cabin, which mm-hmm. is a foam mattress the size of a single bed. And we were like, right, if we hold this up, that will be a sail. And if we bring the oars out of the water and put them up like an X, the, main... <laughs> the oar is the size of a dinner plate, and put that up, we can sail when the wind is high and we won't have to row. So there we were. You've got the oars up, holding them. I'm holding a mattress above my head. Like, if anyone saw that, they must have been like, what are those weirdos doing? Those guys have, those guys have taken our Oscar. <laughs> yeah. And shock horror, it, it actually slowed us down. It made yeah. no difference to our speed. Then we dropped the fucking mattress in the water, so that was soaked. So we had yeah. to sleep on that for three days, uh, completely soaking wet. And the picture just is of us holding the mattress and the pillows outside on the deck, trying to dry it out in the sun. That just just cracked me up that we thought even two weeks in we were trying to find a shortcut to get there without working hard. I know what what goes through your head when you're that fucked. And I mean, I remember we we spent so many hours just talking about what would we do if Dan Bilzerian pulled up in his yacht next to us. Like, would we get on? It's like yes. Yes. (laughs) What would we do if we saw a cruise liner? It's like flag the fucker down. It's like any opportunity to just get there by that point. But uh, yeah, that that I I'd forgotten about that. Holding the mattress above our head was probably a low point. Yeah, like we were just looking at the speedometer. It was like, oh, <laughs> oh, that's that's disappointing. Oh uh, yeah, that's what I remember is our genuine belief that we'd crack something in. This was going to make a massive difference. Yeah, it's like we're going to be surfing weight. We're going to be going like fucking twenty knots. It's like, oh shit, is this cheating? It's like, oh wait, it doesn't matter. You're actually going slower. <laughs> oh wait, I also don't care. Yeah, it's like, oh, we're, we're not in a race. That's fine. It was... Um, Unbelievable. Shit, yeah. That is fucking brilliant. Genius. But, you know, if we maybe had a bit more tools, a few more tools, if we had a sail, it might have worked. Yeah, yeah, sail, yeah. That would have just made... Not a, foam, foam not a six-foot-long foam mattress. <laughs> Absolutely incredible. Oh, I've got a lot of time for it. I've got a lot of time for it. Um, I've actually got a little bonus. I've just looked up. I've got a little bonus. <laughs> I've got a little bonus on a reminiscent segment. Okay. This is a curveball. Um, and it's a very recent memory as well. But I think it's very funny because it arrived and I've just seen it. This is a book. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> this is a book called Manifest, right? By a, a lady named Roxy Nafuzi. Nafuzi. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> we were at the bar. Um, was it our Christmas party? It was our Christmas party. We were in Soho House, weren't we? We were in Soho House at the bar, waiting to uh, to get a drink. And the 
two ladies in front of us were just wrapping up their drink. So basically trying to hurry them off their chairs so we could grab the seats. Um, and they were talking about this book anyway. So I, as small talk to usher them along. So, oh yeah, is that, that book, book any good? And they go, no, you're, if you've not got that, you've got to order this book. You've got to order this book. And then the other girl goes, points at the um, the first girl and says, this is actually the author. This is Roxy. And I'm like, oh, fucking hell. Right, okay. So uh, I said, oh, yeah, I was looking at that. And then the girl next to her goes, well, go on then, order it. <laughs> I missed it, but this happened. I was like ordering two drinks, turned around. And I could see you because you were like, right, we'll get those, we'll get those seats. We'll get those seats. They're about to move. In the space of 60 seconds, I turn around and you, you'd ordered it. You're like, done. Yeah. And I was like, what? What have you, what have you ordered? You're like, just one oh, click by on Amazon as they watched over my shoulder. Have you read it? No, of course I've not read it. <laughs> if anyone wants a brand new Manifest, copy of Manifest, that's that, um, that I'm huge. Yeah, it's got, uh, yeah, apparently it's great. I've just, the thought of even reading a book right now is, uh, mm. it's not crossed my mind. I'll keep up with it. I'll keep that's up with brilliant. it. It's a. It's one of the. It's actually probably the only memorable acquisition of a book or purchase of a book that I have. Yeah, I think that's um, great. And was being yeah under duress, being told to order it there and then because I'd expressed interest. So fair enough, they've done me. Yeah, you've, um, you've swapped a book purchase for two seats at a bar. Yeah, I think it's fair. Exactly. So seven ninety nine for a bar seat, and probably some good words if I ever get around to reading it. We should write a book. I think we should write a book. If a ping pong champion could write a book and sell millions of copies, I think we'd be all right. Mm. This is famous last words when we sell nine copies uh, <laughs> of a self published uh, book. <laughs> um, then the other the other thing. Just oh fuck me! <laughs> Mentioned before we leave, we will be leaving shortly. Yes, but the other thing is, we are we have got, and this isn't this isn't fickle words. These aren't empty promises. We have got some great little adventures lined up. Yes, we do. Uh, the summer, May and beyond. So genuinely looking forward to getting stuck in. We're just doing some brands, aren't we? Trying to um, yeah. get And then that will give us something else to talk about on this podcast. Um, I remember a few podcasts ago, uh, I said that I was going to make you do something before the end of March. That's the end of March now. So you need to let me know some dates when I book in our skydiving week. Shit me. Right. Yes. Okay. Okay. I'll get back. To <laughs> it's like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to email them today and to get availability for the next few months. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Do that. And uh, then I'm going to. Feel their availability is like for 2025. <laughs> Just to just to map it out, just to map yeah, it out. just to really plan this, write a story for it and everything. Perfect. But no, that sounds good. That Ooh. sounds good. Jesus, very loud Slack notification there. Um, all right, great. Well, keep going. It's been a pleasure. I'll go back to um, being a father, <laughs> whatever that means. I'm gonna go downstairs and have a cookie, basically. You said it was easy, so all about yeah. Did I say that? In a roundabout way. I said it. I said it's rewarding. Okay, you said it's very Antarctica. challenging. Now don't text me. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> right, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, have a good one, guys, and uh, it's, been re- it's been a really, really welcome change from the last seven days. Good, I'm glad. So 
thank you as I slip back into that life. Have fun. I'll see you next week, guys. Ciao, ciao. Cheers.